I wanted to talk about this topic of regret. If you could give one piece of advice to someone younger than you, what would you? I guess I got scared and it was like, I need to work. I need to support myself, obviously. I was the quintessential starving artist. I was sleeping on friends' couches. I was bartending. I was a server, whatever, doing what I had to do so I can go on auditions during the day. And I kind of like gave up on that dream and got like the typical corporate nine to five job. And that's my biggest regret in my life because I was like 20, let's say 22. I should have really kept at it and pursued it because that's all I've ever wanted to do was be an actor. And now I have some lame corporate job and it's like, yeah, I can pay my rent and whatever, live. But what is the point at the end of the day? You recognize that time is so short. That's the only one thing that you can't get back. Sort of hyper aware of that now. You know, when you're 22, you think you're going to live forever. I got my whole life ahead of me. No, you have to do it then. Try, fail. There's nothing to be ashamed of with failure. Just learn from it and then move on and just try a whole bunch of different things. That would be my biggest advice to a young person. I feel, I feel like we're told like a great truth, which is that, you know, for older people, regrets that they have, you know, it's about um, spending time with friends, family, you know, it's people, it's not your work that's important. And they wish they'd have spent less time working and more time with family and friends. I think obviously who am I to say what it's like to be 90 on your deathbed? Um, and I, I do agree with that. Even at my age, I really, I learned the value of of people and friendships. I mean, I think they're a foundation for everything and for happiness. But I think part of that is having a sense of meaning and a sense of purpose in this world that it's not just, you're not just trying to make money or something. I think that advice is true for everyone, but especially true for people who have maybe bought into a narrative of success, impressing other people. And then you've realized you know, it's not about impressing random strangers who are unimpressed by you anyway, as we all know. Um, you know, it's about the people who are close to you. And did you, you know, spend enough time with your kids or your parents or whatever it is. I think that there's another thing that applies to people who have a real passion and something in them. I don't think that this means we'll give up on that and that doesn't matter and get a normal corporate job because what it's important is family and friends. I think there's a difference for people who are naturally either creative or have have something in them, some sort of passion, something they feel they could offer the world, something they feel they've been gifted. Just this this energy and it, and something that makes them happy as well. So you you know you give this out and you get back from giving other people the experience of this thing, or just from completing it, or just sharing it. What this guy is talking about, you know, it's the biggest regret of his life. He's not 90. I don't know how old he is. He's he's not in his 20s. He's old enough that he's been doing the corporate thing for a while and has realized that wasn't that wasn't the right path. He took the safe path. He did it out of, sort of fear or maybe about caring what other people around him thought. He's sleeping on friends' couches and he's in service. It, there must have been a narrative around that, you know, you need to be getting somewhere you need to be being like your other friends. And something that's also interesting along this lines, I've been re-watching Friends. Friends is something I like to just have on in the background. I know what they're going to say. I know how it's going to go. I don't have to really engage with it. But it's just like, you know, a bit, bit of background noise. Something I've really noticed is about how Joey gets treated by his friends. 
their perception. And that is something that I personally experienced, something that I felt, nothing to say about what the people in my life were like. But I felt that. I felt what I'm what I was seeing Joey experience from his friends, what his friends were saying, like they're making fun of him. I mean, the whole show was making fun of him. Uh, where they do those montages of all his, you know, not great plays or like not great moments. I mean, he did commercials. He was on a like massive like TV show that was very famous and successful at the time. Um, then he was in plays. He was getting paid to do things. And the rest of the time, what he he ended up doing some weight work, like waiting tables and stuff. Um yeah, I mean, there's one scene where Ross talks about, you know, he says Joey needs to do X, Y, Z, and then by the end he's like, you know, no, I think it's amazing that you have the courage. You don't need to know where your next paycheck is coming from, and I I really do, and I really admire that. I just, I think compared to this guy who's been interviewed here, he didn't, he didn't have that. He got like a taste of it, a glimmer of it, and it's his biggest regret. I just, I want to honor that for people who are struggling. I know people who are struggling. I know people who have, who have given up, who are looking for sort of a very specific success. And I think, I think, I think a couple of things, being really hard on yourself saying it has to look exactly like what's in my head isn't always helpful. I think having goals, working towards them, you can achieve a lot of things. But life also life also happens like COVID happened. That really affected me. Leaving London and moving to Sydney really affected me, like in every way, but certainly career-wise, work-wise, opportunity-wise, um, being on a roll with work, but getting work as it does, things snowball, one thing leads to the next thing, very much so as a freelancer. For that to have been totally halted twice, once with the move and once with COVID, is so hard. And I know that, you know, I certainly moped about and cried, but I also like plowed ahead and did did things like, this is not tooting my own horn at all, not at all. And gosh, I could have done more and I could be doing more now. Absolutely. Um, we're all on a spectrum somewhere, but just, I know, I know that were I to just stop and give up, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be okay with that. This is the better option for me by far. It's not going to be the case for everyone, but I think it's the case for a lot of people if if you look at the two options and I so I did that at one point early on, you know, what's the alternative and the alternative I get is getting some sort of corporate job, some, some sort of thing in music. Cause that's what I was trained in, but some, some sort of office work. And I was not going to be okay with that. I was not going to be okay with that early on. I'm not okay with it now. Can certainly do a variety of things, you know, to make an income, but the nine to five or eight thirty to 5.30 or 6 or whatever it is, I'm not okay living my life like that. It's not who I am. It's not me. It's not me flourishing. And if you look at that and go, okay, no to that, well, what's the alternative is to just go for everything. Like I, in COVID, I made my first EP, well, my first 
Yeah. My first EP came out of COVID. I wrote a track about um about being in isolation. And then that turned into a four-track EP um on a label a label over in Berlin. There's so many things you can do. If I and I'll I'll do another um I might do an episode where I I would like to I will do an episode where I jot down my story. I've told my story before in a variety of ways. Um, but of just stories of one thing leading to the next thing. And had I not done this, that would not have happened. And then that happened and that led to the next thing. Um, and really just you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take is so true. It's so true. And if I just think of some of the cool stuff that I've done, like that would not have happened. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I've done the cool stuff that I've done for me, just that, because the, the alternative is wondering what would have happened. You know, could I have got anywhere? And I know people, bless them, beautiful people. If only this, then that. If only, you know, this hadn't happened, I would have got this. And of course the answer is maybe you would have got that. You don't know. And I actually heard this wonderful um, comment from someone. I've been doing screen recordings on my phone of things that I want to then discuss on my podcast. One of them... This guy said, you know, you think if only this had happened, you know, I would have been a millionaire or whatever it was. Uh, if only I'd have taken that job at Amazon. That was an example he gave. I suppose that was someone's example um, that he'd heard. And he goes, you don't know that you would have been a millionaire if you took that job at Amazon. He said, you could have gotten fired after three weeks. You could have got hit by a bus on your way to work. And, you know, it's it's so true. You really don't know what goes along with other things. And you're here now. And while you have breath in your body, I think, I think do those things. There's still, there's things I want to do. I I could feel like, and I, I have felt like I've looked back at old videos of me, these opportunities or something I didn't take, you know, I was, I was, maybe I was going to be on this TV show and do these things. And then I chose this other path instead. Um, but I don't know what was going to happen. Maybe that would have been awful. You know, maybe that would have led to terrible things. Um, and I've got wonderful things in my life now that I love that I would not have. And that is another thing, seeing the whole, if you want someone else's life, you don't just take that success in that one area that they have that you wish you had. You take all their other problems. Perhaps they're lonely, you know, it, like maybe they've got sick family members that they have to look after. You don't know. Maybe they've got mental illness that you don't have. that could be different from yours. Um, so many things. So many things. And you don't know what their future holds either that you would then like have to take up as well. I um, These are things that I need to hear myself. This is not just me preaching at all. These, you know, this is also for me. All of these interviews that I do, it's not just, it's not just for you guys. And it is, but it's for me as well. This all helps me. This is all stuff that I need to hear, stuff that I need to think about. So just putting that out there. But yeah, this guy saying this, uh, I'll, I'll put a link to, um, who is it? And this is terrible. And I, cause I should know because it was so, so beautiful. This guy's, um, this guy's show. Uh, I'm not going to know what it was called. Sprout. Yes, it is. S P R O U H T on YouTube. Seems like a beautiful human, absolutely beautiful interviews. There's ones with people who are like over 90, a whole video on. Okay, how bad is this? Anyone else? 
would cut yachting out. I'm very tired. I haven't been getting enough sleep. This guy, Sprout, interviews people all over the world. He does a whole, like, he does probably multiple videos on people who are over 90. How good is that? So real wisdom. But, it, you know, it's a variety of things people say based on their experience and the wisdom they've accumulated over time. But to hear this one guy, his biggest regret, again, he's not in his 90s. He's, I don't want to get this wrong, maybe he's in his 40s, maybe he's 50. I, I need to look a bit closer and analyze his um his his wrinkle journey um but his biggest regret was at like 22 or something quitting on acting and getting a he said he called it a lame corporate job oh that brought me so much joy I hope that brings some joy to some of you that you know if we see these people with these fancy jobs by fancy we mean they have a steady income um you know it's how great to hear someone call their job a lame corporate job I think, yeah, because that's certainly, that would be my, that would be how I would feel because I know it's not me. It's not aligned. It's not my thing. It's me giving up. And I don't think you should give up until you're dead. That's my personal take. I think there's still things to do. I've been watching a lot of old British movies with Maggie Smith. Oh my gosh, Maggie Smith. I watched, I watched, an old movie with her. She's still old in the old movie from 1991 or something. She's been going a long time. There are people who start things late. There's, there's, you know, a great video of people, you know, Vera Wang starting her company late. Yes, she had a background, uh, you know, working in a fashion magazine and her dad helped her financially. Sure. She still had to be a good designer. She still had to make it happen. She could have not done it. She could have, you know, gone, this is too scary. I don't want to fail. I think we we really mustn't look at other people and go, oh, this is why they got there. If I'd have had that, I'd got there too. No, look at what you've got, get somewhere, you know, fail fabulously. Failing's great. Like I think I think I was certainly told, or I was certainly under the impression that failure was terrible. You know, I think if I'd have heard you will fail and that's fine. No one who is successful hasn't failed. So fail as often as you can because you'll be closer to success. Man, if I'd have heard that at five, that would have made a big difference to me. But I know it now. So what's my excuse now? Nothing. No excuse. Can I also just point out, do you see behind me? Wait, it's reversed. That one, that's where I, if you'd have seen on my Insta socials, that's where I ripped out a cupboard. It looks like this one. I've ripped this one out. This one's still coming because I'm swapping my workroom from my bedroom. Um, but yes, I normally have a beautiful, beautiful, a half painted blue background. Um, I'm looking forward to painting this blue so you don't have to see that side, my luggage and, and whatever. I have some performance gowns and stuff from my singing days. Oh, might be bringing singing back. I've divided my year into four parts of, of things I'm going to do in terms of my creative pursuits so that I've broken my year up. So I don't just feel overwhelmed in term one. I don't know, term one, just dividing things up by four. Yeah, so I don't feel like, oh, I've got all these things I want to do and I need to do them all now. That's another ADHD thing. Um, yeah, you can't do them all now, but you can do them. So put them on a list, divide your year up or something. That's something I've done. And um, yeah, the singing thing, I think I've allocated for term three after I do these other things in term one and two. Very excited. Stay tuned. Not sure if I'm going to be wearing a ball gown for it, but I've still got them. Well, let me know what you think about this episode. I love to hear what you think. 
people send me DMs and it makes me so happy to hear people listening and what they've got out of it. Yeah, any pushback, tell me your experience. I'd love to hear where you're at. If you disagree with me in any way, let's get into it. But this is just my experience and listening to this guy, I'm really glad I'm not this guy. And I'm not this guy now. I don't have the regret now. But wow, if I stopped and took a safer path now, which I could still do, you know, then I'd be this guy down the road going, oh, you know, I was doing all these things. Why didn't I keep doing all these things? And it's not just for you. It's for other people. When I have people message me going, thank you, I got a lot out of that episode or that's really just changed my perspective. I mean, what's better than that? And when I was singing also, I used to be quite focused on how I sound, you know, waiting for people to tell me that was amazing. But really, if you just look out at the audience and people are moved, like I should have just been moving them and giving. It's the same with DJing now. Give these people a good time. Don't just want people to go, oh, that was so sick. Like, whoa, when you played this or you mixed that into that or, uh, you know, give people a good time. Make them feel something. Make them go, whoa, what is this? But for them, same with photography, make something beautiful so other people are moved or just see some beauty or like, that's cool. Giving will always make you feel good. I am preaching now. I apologize. Um, let me know what you guys are up to. What are the projects you're working on? What creative field are you in? I want to hear. Let me know if there's any type of industry you'd like to hear more about or you'd like me to interview someone from that industry. Um, yeah, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>